0: Coming live from St. Louis, Missouri, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Adam McChesney, serial entrepreneur. He's the owner of several companies. Welcome to the show, Adam
1: yeah thanks for having me i'm excited to be here
0: thank you adam thank you and we'll be talking about personal branding about about entrepreneurship there is so much to learn from someone who started as a sales representative and who is now the ceo owner of several companies so we will be talking about a lot of things but you know firstly firstly just to know from a successful young man in front of me what are the few things the three things that have made you successful so far
1: i would say my willingness my willingness to learn i think i've always been someone even before i was in entrepreneurship even as a sales rep i was always willing to learn because i knew that i didn't know what i didn't know and i needed to continuously educate myself in order to be successful i would say number 2 is my relentless way of going about things. I don't give up. I know that everything that I do is not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. I have to have that relentless mindset in order to do that. And then I would just also say my network has allowed me to be successful. So I continuously put myself in rooms that I am the least smartest or the least talented person in there by By design, because I know that by getting around these people, I'm going to be able to get access to information that will help me condense the time it takes me in order to be successful, which I've done so, so far. So those would be the three things.
0: Right, Adam. Right. So a lot of people who see successful people, they think it's easy to be successful sometimes. You get that impression, that years of hard work that goes just somewhere, anywhere else. So what would you like to tell them about your struggles as an entrepreneur, especially your biggest struggles, if you can share for them?
1: Yeah. So, you know, everybody thinks it's easy. Everybody thinks that there might be overnight success in in one fashion or another. But the biggest thing that you have to realize is in order to be successful, in order to grow a business that's actually a business and not just a job that you've created, is having core values in the business and then also processes and systems so that way you can automate delegate and elevate the roles and responsibilities that when you first start out in business you're wearing all these different hats so some of my biggest struggles have came from me not letting go and delegating and hiring people and then also having the core values within the business and the processes and systems for me to be able to step away so I would say, you know, over the course of the last two and a half years, I've gotten much better at that really over the last year, the first year and a half in business, I was struggling to be even able to take a day off of work because if I wasn't there doing everything, nothing was getting done. Now I have a massive team behind me. And so I was the bottleneck in my company to allow for us to be able to grow and also to protect myself and my time. Because no one wants to be working from the time that they get up in the morning to the time that they go to bed.
0: Right. Right, Adam. Now let's go to that transition part. You are a very young man. You are doing good as a medical sales, uh, medical device sales representative in corporate America. Anybody would be happy. you got ears. you got years to, you know, become a, a top man in any company that you may One, two, you can shift companies if you are not happy at one place. There are so many opportunities everywhere. And especially during COVID, people could understand better about healthcare. And that was the big opportunity for any company, especially in the healthcare sector. And you thought about entrepreneurship. How did, what was the thing that I would not say triggered, but what was the thing that came to your mind that set you on the path to entrepreneurship. Why I'm asking this is a lot of people who are doing several things uh, in, their, in their life, in their workspaces, uh, about how to take that first step. What, what is it that helps them decide to take the next step towards entrepreneurship, even a small business or whatever sort of a stuff that they want to, because The great resignation also started during that time. And here you are somewhere building up something big, not only for yourself, but for a lot of people whom you can employ. So please help us understand what was going through your mind, how you put it into, how you transition from corporate America to entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, so back in 2018, I was looking for ways to make money online. I was in corporate America for a couple of years at that point and had worked my way up, got promoted, started making you know, multiple six figures and realized that in order to get above and beyond where I was at at that point, I was going to have to work longer hours than I already was. I was going to have to travel more. I was going to have more, more roles and responsibilities only to make just a little bit more. And I didn't want to be strapped down to say, hey, you have to travel here or you have to work X amount of hours in order to make the money that you want to make. So I really wanted that freedom aspect to work when I want to, where I want to, how I want to, and then ultimately be the writer of my paycheck. Right. I think that's why we all get into entrepreneurship, not that it's all about the money, but you want to be able to at the end of the day or at the end of the month or the end of the year say, Hey, this is what we made. And it was a direct result of what I did. Right. And so, I got into digital marketing kind of on the side for the first year and a half that I was in it before I made the transition full time in July 2020, mainly because I wanted to have the freedom. I wanted to have the ability to do all those things. When the pandemic happened, I was traveling all over the state of Missouri at the time and I went and became cooped up in my home and just had more time and energy to be able to dedicate that to the side hustle of digital marketing. And it started to take off during the pandemic. And then I went full time a couple of months later. And the transition itself was hard because obviously when you go from uh, a great company, like I worked for ResMed, which was the number one CPAP manufacturer in the entire world for CPAP equipment, like you're at a very solid company, great company. You have the security, you have the money, you have the benefits, you have all those things. But at the end of the day, there was still something missing because I had started out in the the industry, making essentially nothing and worked my way to that point, I kind of saw both sides of it. And I wanted to be able to go do that, but I wanted to do it on my own. So making the transition was obviously difficult for all those reasons, but quickly becoming an entrepreneur, I realized I operate very well and succeed when my back's against the wall. And I just needed to be able to exercise that muscle over and over and over again. Um, But it's betting on myself. You know, I took a chance, to go out, leave all of that stuff, knowing what the you know consequences could have been, and I made it happen.
0: Right, right. So a lot of people who go through that phase in their life, they want to do things, have more control of their lives. People move towards the Great Resignation, sort of a arrangement, or any other arrangement. But what is the answer? Is entrepreneurship the only answer to earn money or is it should is money the only driving force Uh, was it the only driving force for you or was there something more that you know took you towards entrepreneurship obviously I can't say that I'm not sure that money will be only the only factor that will drive a, a young man like you (laughs) <laughs> uh, towards entrepreneurship. There has to be something more. And Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's really about my mission and my purpose. So my, my purpose is to impact as many people as I possibly can, whether it's through our company with digital marketing and helping their business grow, or it's through my content and helping them you know, move along personally in their lives. So you know, obviously the money is a byproduct of that, but it's mission driven versus money driven. So I'm mission driven, money is a nice byproduct to that. And that was always the key factor because for the first year in business, I didn't make a whole lot because I was reinvesting it back into the company. So it wasn't that, hey, I was working longer hours and I was making more because that just doesn't happen when you do that. But I think to answer your first question, is there are a lot of organizations out there and I think there's uh, kind of a new form of entrepreneurship that is entrepreneurship. So like I, for example, I have an integrator within my company, I'm the visionary. In opportunities, I think you're starting to see more and more for someone that is the integrator type role, the organized person within the company to keep us CEOs under control, right? I think they're able to run a business within and of itself and have some very lucrative and opportunistic ca- compensation structures in order to kind of feel like they have that too. Right. So I think that there's a lot of opportunities out there. Entrepreneurship isn't the only answer to that, but uh, it also kind of ties back to the freedom aspect. It, you know, at the end of the day, do I want to make more money than I ever could have possibly made in medical device sales? Sure, probably. But I more so want that freedom that comes along with the ability to also work for myself.
0: Right, right. Now, once you started with your work, you did fantastic. You did very well. But obviously, when you start, you don't know about this. That time you are, uh, you sometimes keep on thinking about your job, your your life, when you had a proper paycheck at the end of the month. Now, how did you put up uh, your plan in action so that, it went from, you know, to se- seven figures in less than uh, 15 months. How did you plan that out? Did that happen by itself? Was it some divine intervention? Or was there a mind behind that that was working towards achieving this target?
1: So, yeah, I definitely want to say that I was I was planning what we did, but I definitely wasn't. So I wasn't ready for all the growth that we had, but I'm very thankful for it. Learned a lot of lessons all across the board, but really our growth has been on the backbone of my personal brand. So for over two years now, I've been posting, for example, on Facebook, on my organic personal profile twice a day, every single day. Now I'm on all the other platforms that you can think of out there as well, but my personal brand has allowed us to attract quality clients day in and day out. And it's allowed us to scale from zero to seven figures in 15 months. Um, And that's really been the catalyst for our growth since the beginning.
0: Right, right. You are, you talk of personal branding. What is personal branding? How do you look at this particular thing? Is just posting on, uh, on different social media handles? Is that personal branding? What would you tell a new entrepreneur or wannabe entrepreneur? exactly how they can be looking at things uh, to grow and not this, this these are not just uh, ideas which can happen sitting you know relaxed in a in a chair uh, and and sitting comfortably at your home it will not happen there there is a lot of sweat and blood involved so what does personal branding mean to you how did you execute it is it only about social media how does one go about building a personal brand in the eyes of the world so that they can give their money to you. It is not just about some likes and, you know, some thumbs up. It's not about that. So please tell us several questions at the same time so that you can answer them at your own pace.
1: Absolutely. So so to answer your first question, what is personal brands? It's how others view you as an individual. So whether that's, you know, you're working at someone else's company, whether you're an athlete, you're an influencer, or for this example, I'm a you know serial entrepreneur. So I have a personal brand that's separate from our company. That personal brand just so happens to feed a bunch of opportunities, leads, clients into our business, but it's how others are viewing me. The, the advice that I would give someone is to just get started. And then answering the next question in terms of how this all ties together is what is personal branding in terms of where do you do it? So it is social media, but it's a lot more than that. So it's social media in long form content, what you're writing as far as posts go. It's the videos, whether that's stories, reels, Facebook lives, Instagram lives, all of those different things. And then it's things like podcasts. So things like this right here, you know, I have my own podcast. I have my own YouTube channel. Uh, it's writing books, it's speaking on stages. There are so many different avenues that you can go down, but I would just recommend getting started and get started with one platform and then build out from there. I think a lot of people will try to go do everything at once and then they become overwhelmed. And when it doesn't take off, they stop. So focus on one thing Get that started and then start to do it in other areas. And you'll see it kind of all compounded makes sense.
0: OK, OK. And then, you know, how do you manage things earlier on? You had a job. You could decide your hours. OK, I will work between this and this. And then I can plan my holidays, my weekends. Still, in some manners, you can. There might be different situations, but... By and large, you can. But you, when you are an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur twenty-four into seven. How does it work? How do you train your mind, and how do you manage your prioritize your personal life as well as running a successful business? What do you, uh, what can you share out of your own experience?
1: So it's really about owning your calendar and then also protecting your time in addition to knowing your purpose and your why in your life. And so I start with the purpose and the why and understand how I want to design my life. And then I work backwards from there. So I protect my time. I, you know, try as much as possible to set set hours between eight and 5 p.m. that I'm working. And then after that, try to do my best to turn it off, whether it's putting my phone in another room, do not disturb, et cetera, um, or planning things after work that just will take me away from doing anything else. And then uh, in the morning, I get my day started, You know, usually going to the gym, meditation, sauna, working out, reading all of those different things. So I just set myself up for success, but I plan out my days to a T. So that way there's not stuff that comes in that I'm you know obviously there's going to come stuff across my desk that I'm just not prepared for but if i just have an open calendar and something you know someone calls me it could be a client it could be an employee and i'm just waiting for that and then i'm reacting that's where chaos happens in business and as an entrepreneur and you start reacting versus being proactive and playing offense so i'd recommend you know starting with your purpose and why protecting your time understanding that at the end of the day you are the one that runs your calendar and runs your life don't let other people do that and then you know be very strategic about how you manage your calendar
0: right right adam now to ask about your companies it's it's so that people know exactly what your companies are what they do and if they want how they can connect with you uh, so that there is a lot of business india is a growing market and this podcast goes to many countries, but even if you just focus on India and the amount of people who may be interested in your company, that could be a good, good amount of business. So please share with us for our audience what exactly your companies do and what, how, what are the ways uh, and in what they can connect for, for, for with you and how do they connect with, with your companies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my main company, the one that I spend you know 95% of my time in is Hype Digital. And so we are a full service digital marketing agency. We're the only agency in the entire space that operates in a franchise model. So we essentially bring all the great things that come with working with a large marketing agency and match that with the customer support, the attention to detail, the experience on the customer side. That you would get with working with a small agency we have almost 200 full-time employees we manage about two million dollars a month in ad spend but we do logo branding website design search engine optimization and then paid advertising on google facebook instagram and youtube Uh, most of our clients are service-based businesses or contractors so roofing companies remodelers tree service etc and then we work with a lot of law firms chiropractors dentist etc the easiest place to go to find more information about me and our companies you can go to adam where you'll see all of my social links all the information about everything we have going on with our companies and anything else about me and my best social link to get a hold of me is going to be on instagram so that's adam l mcchesney
0: right right and would you like to tell anything about auto glass repair what's that
1: Yeah. So we, I also own an auto glass repair company here in St. Louis called auto glass repair of STL. We actually started that by just building a website a couple of years ago and ranking it to the first page of Google. I know nothing about auto glass. I still don't to this day, but we saw a demand because we got to the first page of Google and then we decided to go create a company. So we go out to homes or go out to businesses where someone has been affected, whether it's a, a rock chip in their car, okay. something's cracked, or they need an entire replacement. Maybe there was a break-in, a storm, et cetera, and will actually go out to their homes or businesses and repair and replace their windshield.
0: Right, right. So, Adam, after leaving corporate America and becoming an entrepreneur, being in a larger part of a corporate setup, what is it that you did not like there? and you have implemented here, you have changed that thing in your company.
1: Yeah, so I would just say it's it's more so the flexibility, the flexibility for, for everything, right? So for flexibility for communication, flexibility for our employees to work when they want, how they want, where they want, and also them having the ability to have a voice. Not to say that that wasn't happening over there, it just wasn't happening to the degree that we have created, and it's been massive. So I would say it would be flexibility.
0: Right. And also about intrapreneurship, you mentioned earlier on. Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that's a big thing because a lot of people have that aspiration to grow. And if they get within a setup, because everybody does not have the wherewithal to build up something new. And if it can come from within a company that they are working with, nothing like it. And it will also give them a good amount of, you know, landing in terms of, understanding how this entrepreneurship actually works, and then they can decide about their future. Now coming to, you know, to the transition from corporate America to entrepreneurship. Uh, what are the main lessons that you think you can share with people outside uh, who would want to look at uh, entrepreneurship? Are they, is there anything particular that you would want to share with them?
1: I would say just, you know, everybody thinks that they have to reinvent the wheel or create something new. Like they have to go find something that's so unique and all these different things. Don't focus on reinventing the wheel. Find something that you're passionate about or you believe that you can be passionate about and take action. There's never going to be a right time to leave comfort and security and money guaranteed. There's just never going to be a right time. So, when you make up your mind, though, go ahead and do it and find something that fits your lifestyle in terms of how you want to live and then go take action.
0: Okay. Okay. Now, let's come to the uh, transition part and how people are looking at you. A lot of people whom you work with, uh, your clients or whoever it is, your colleagues or whoever, uh, I understand everybody would not. look at another person's growth in the same way uh, that people who are more friendly with you who are invested in your growth happy about seeing you uh, seeing you grow uh, their feelings might be different you felt that you know it was almost like uh, overcoming criticism from several quarters on this why do you feel that this sort of a criticism is coming your way? Is it because people are not very comfortable with the idea that a sales representative can suddenly become such a big, grow into a big entrepreneur? How is it? Why is it coming? Why do you think it is coming?
1: So I I think it's pretty typical just with any aspect in life. If you are always continuing to level up and take risks and bet on yourself, there's going to be a percentage of people in your life and just the world in general that don't view it as something that they would do. And that's fine. You will see criticism after that just based on the fact of you being successful or manifesting what you're wanting to happen, right? So for years, people never understood why I was posting you know, twice a day on Facebook every single day. And I was opening up and I was doing that personal content. Well, a week ago, I got verified on Facebook with the blue check mark. And now I'm getting messages like, hey, it all makes sense why you're doing it and all of that stuff. So To really kind of summarize that up is people are always going to have their own opinion and say something. And and whether you you take action or you don't, people are always going to say, well, you should have taken action. But when you take action, they're going to be like, why did you take action? There's always going to be both sides of the coin there. You just have to take action and then deal with everything else that comes on. And it's all going to come full circle.
0: Right, right. Now let's look at the life purpose part of it that you said there is something more to life other than money and nice things. At yes. such a young age, when this sort of a thinking comes in, that means you have got a great head on your good shoulders. You know, <laughs> and that, that's very praiseworthy, Adam. And it delights me to see young people like you having that sort of a thought. What do you mean exactly when you say there is something more to life beyond money and things?
1: Yeah, so I think it all goes back to that mission driven mentality and mindset and the freedom aspect. Like to me, that's more important than the money that I made prior because I also started out with no money. obviously getting into my career and then I started making money and then I made more money and then I made you know the most money I ever had. And then I went into entrepreneurship and kind of had to to recreate myself to a degree, right? And so when you go up and you just start making more and more money, you start to realize what is actually important. And for me, again, it was that mission. It was that freedom aspect more so than anything that I could have accumulated money wise.
0: Okay, okay. And now sitting at this place where you are at the moment and having achieved already so much in your young life, where do you want to grow from here, go from here? And how much you want to grow from here whenever you want to.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to continue to grow our digital marketing agency. I have a very solid team that, that right now the company is growing and scaling even without me in the business, which is great. So I'm taking on more consulting opportunities for other digital marketers and other companies that are out there. We're also starting to get opportunities to get equity in businesses that are looking to bring on a chief marketing officer, which is where I'll be spending the majority of my time. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just kind of see where it goes. But I'm getting a lot of opportunities. I spoke on close to 10 stages this year. I have a couple other speaking opportunities uh, that I'll be doing the rest of 2020. And then we're going to set 2023 up for success and and uh, you know have more speaking opportunities. So really, the speaking, the giving back, the consulting, the mentoring is where I uh, I foresee my future.
0: Right, right, Adam. That's a lot of lessons you know for a lot of people to learn from a uh, from a, from Adam McChesney. It's it's indeed you know serial entrepreneur at such a young age and telling the world about everything that a person can achieve. If they have good discipline, good vision, and put their ideas into action. And also looking at life at more than money and nice things. Thank you so much, Adam, for coming onto the show. It's a pleasure to have you on the KJ Masterclass Live.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a great time.
0: Thank you.